listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Welcome to the good life where niggas sell D won't even get pulled over in their new V. The good life. Let's go on a living spree. Shit, they say the best things in life are free. The good life. It feel like Atlanta. It feel like LA. It feel like Miami. It feel like NY. Summertime shy. Ah, now throw your hands up in the sky. So I rolled through good. Y'all popped the trunk. I popped the hood. Ferrari. She got the goods and she got that ass and I got to look. Sorry. Hey, welcome to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast with your host Rod and Karen. Uh, and it's Saturday. So yes, it's feedback it time. Is. Yes, sir. Feedback time. That's when we, uh, talk about all the stuff that you guys do, uh, put it on for the show, you know, whether it's, uh, emails, voicemails, donations, uh, comments on the website, votes, five star reviews on iTunes, the Stitcher, all that stuff. We cover it all here at the Blackout Tips. And, um, we just, it's our way of saying thank you to everybody that, uh, puts in on the show, man. So, uh, we appreciate you guys. Um, let's get started with the people who donated to the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, people can go to the site. It's on the right hand side. You can set up to do, one-time donations or recurring donations, however you prefer to put something in on the show, we appreciate it, and we give those people a shout-out every time they donate. Yes, we do. Um, go mm-hmm. ahead and stop the choir. Oh, that's right. I forgot I was supposed to um, have some choir music. Thank you for that. I dedicate this song to recession, depression, and unemployment. This song's for you. Thank you so much for donating. Eric M., recurring donator. We appreciate you, Bronco Pride. Michael I., playmaker. Michael Irving, recurring donator. Thank Thank you, sweetie. Sabine Now, new person. Sabine, recurring donation. Yeah, we thank you. We know you just finished a new members class, so we we thank you very much. Mm -hmm. Sabine and Stephen. Oh, wait, Stefan H., Recurring donator, thank you, Stefan. Thank you, sweetie. Greg G. Recurring donation in the house. Thank you, Greg. Yeah, we see you clapping your hands, baby. Mr. Span from the Mr. Span Report. Recurring donation. Thank you very much. Thank you, sir. Visiting us all the way from Detroit. Rachel R. Recurring donator. Thank you very much, Rachel. Thank you, sweetie. Jessica Kane, go to librarians. Yes, we thank you for doing Sunday school this morning. Mm-hmm. Appreciate you. Marvin B. Yes, Marvin B. Thank you for your recurring donation. And uh, Adriana C. Oh, wait. Andrea C. Thank you for, for your recurring donation. Wood. With that recurring donation, Wood A. Thank you very much. Thank you, Wood. Asia D. Yes, Asia D. Yes, Asia D, girl. We thank you for being a new member on the Usher board. David S., the current donator. Man, that was a lot of people. That was everybody. Thank you so much, everybody. Yes, we, we thank you for the, for the new members that uh, joined the congregation. We almost made two minutes into the song. I was donating so many. <laughs> I know, right? Good grief. Um, we also have people that, um, you know, of course, give us... Uh, comments on the website they give us five star reviews mm-hmm. let's talk about the people that gave us five star reviews on itunes and stitcher radio um first let's read the one from stitcher we only had well we got two i think 
tkoo says five stars almost lost my job love the show love it so much i love wearing my headphones listening to you and karen cutting up thanks for helping me stay awake at my job hey no problem tkoo no problem sweet that's what we're here for brandon underscore apa says five stars never a letdown i've been listening to the tbgwt podcast for years now and have yet to be disappointed this podcast is the perfect blend between current events music and entertainment and all things ratchet not to mention there are premium shows if you just want to listen to particular subject matters such as sports cooking and geeky stuff well thank you very much brandon apa thank you sweetie uh we also have five star reviews on itunes um Tell them how to leave five-star review on iTunes, Karen. You can leave us a five-star review on iTunes by going to any of your Apple product devices and going into your iTunes and tapping into Black Guy Who Tips. And up in the left-hand corner, it will say leave five stars. Leave us five stars and write a review. We will read anything you say as long as it is five stars. Anything less than five stars, we will not read it. If you do not have an iTunes account, go to iTunes.com, create an iTunes account, and follow the instructions as before. And leave five star reviews for other your other favorite podcasts also. And for those of you who want to leave us a five star review on Stitcher, you can leave it straight through the app, or you can go to actually directly do the site uh, Stitcher dot com and leave us a five star review. And we will read them. Now for Stitcher, there is a delay, so you might leave it, and it might take a few days. And for iTunes, if you are outside of the United States of America, this does include Canada and Mexico. Let us know because we will not see it. Thank you, guys. All right, first five star review from last week. Jew man sixty. Wait, Jew man six oh one. I really envy you guys. Great show. My wife, brother, and my friend are all trying to get our own podcast off the ground. And listening to you daily really inspires us and helps set our direction. Thanks for being a role model for other black folks trying to get in the game. And your AME Zion references really get my attention. I grew up AME Zion, and there was only one AME Zion church, and nobody knew what AME Zion was. Are y'all... <laughs> Are y'all Christians? Does Charlotte have good weed? I don't know if they do or not. <laughs> I don't I don't smoke weed. Uh great podcast by Brooklyn. Uh I'm new to the podcast, but after listening to a few episodes, I am definitely hooked. The hosts have amazing chemistry. Not that surprising since they are married. They can speak on a wide variety of topics effortlessly with a with effortlessly with a combination of humor and intelligence. I'm really feeling their pseudo game show segments, guess the race and effing with black people. These segments are executed flawlessly and showcase the amazing creativity Ryder can bring to the table. Must listen, by the way, sword with two exclamation points. Uh, thank you very much. Thank you, sweetie. Uh, and you too, G-Man 601. Q chains, uh, Q, Q, three chains. And Chains has a Z on the end. Oh, says, snap. magic, a whole lot of magic. <laughs> Not a whole lot of it. Of course, I finally had to write a review for this of this excellent show. After, even while I'm on vacation in Dubai and Thailand, I have listened to this podcast for its bitter dose of realism sugarcoated with comedy. The crazy part is, I do not think they, Karen and Rod, try to uh, be funny. It just comes off as being natural. I'm a recent subscriber and found this podcast when I was looking to black podcasts on Google. 
when i saw that uh it was a black guy who tips i literally lol'd i'm glad i found you guys because i'm currently not in the states traveling and race diluting but you guys along with where's my 40 acres keep up uh keep me up to date with current news i found more shows because of this show because of the guests you all have right you are hilarious and your interview skills are outstanding karen's rants are the truth and she brings southern logic that is great because it makes you sound like my sister <laughs> i wish you all great success and bigger sponsors until then i will just let my premium membership do you guys literally remind me of people in my family and friends i grew up with so thanks to everything you all do and use the tbgwt at adam and eve also for my old lady and she loved it i will have to try tweaked audio next and do a reoccurring donation much love and respect love uh long range tbgwt from thailand we going global in this bitch well thank you very much thank you sweetie karen that might be the five-star review that he will say he left from thailand okay i thought he meant like from actual yeah i think it went to the u.s store so i don't think okay i will check thailand anyway but i think that's that's the one um he must have been using the uh united states device uh yeah yeah i think it depends on it's not where you're located it's what your account is registered under okay um so okay i okay i understand yeah okay so whatever he was using must have been registered for the united states yeah Yeah. so even if you're in another country but your email and all that stuff is registered through the united states itunes store that's how you make your purchases um i believe you don't have to leave us a five star uh, i mean i believe we don't have to change country regions to read Uh, your five star review um i will check to make sure that okay. there's no other reviews anywhere uh, no problem yes yeah, not one in taiwan and i'll check thailand real quick oh uh, no problem while we're doing this sorry everybody but uh no just we just want to be thorough sure. here yeah yeah because when he said it i figured out it was automatically outside of the united states and he probably thought well because i would have thought too that it would post outside of the united yeah, states yeah yeah it's uh however you you register so you know you pay in u.s dollars you register in u.s dollars you go, you shop at the U.S. iTunes store, uh, then everything should be, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it didn't populate. So, um. All right. Thank you, sweetie. But thank you very much for your, uh, five star review. And anyone who is outside of the country who leaves a review in a different, different store, let us know. We'll check it out. We have comments on the episodes. Episode 769, the celebrity black you, where we talked about, uh, Ferguson and all the feedback. Uh, from last week Mm -hmm. Uh, a bunch of people called in uh the poll was are you let down by how few black celebrities i've spoken up about ferguson 33 percent of our audience says yes they are let down but uh, i'm surprised 67 percent of the audience no they're not let down by Mm -hmm. black you know celebrities not speaking up no because i i I don't look to them for the answers and i don't demand things out of them that are not outside their realm if they opt to great but if they don't I completely, I just understand because it's one of those things where they're like, hey, I can't be fucking up my money trying to make a stand. It's not even about the money to me. I just get it. Like, I do too. Not everyone's checked in. You know, I think people get in Twitter, we get on these bubbles, we get surrounded by social media people, we get people that are active, people that are, you know, like, if it wasn't for this podcast, I can't say that I would keep my thumb on the beat of every incident with the news true but you know this is how we make our living so we have to know this shit um but you know i can see a lot of people just kind of vegging out and celebrities especially they're rich they're doing whatever fuck they want to do 
and um, they're working hard. So right, and then, to them, it's like you know, I don't think they always keep up or care about shit that we would like for them to care about. And then you know, of course, there's a catch twenty two of this. I don't do celebrity worship really, right? Um, so at the same time, like since I don't really do much celebrity worship. I don't like we, you know, we joke about Beyonce and Jay Z and shit, mm-hmm. but like, I wasn't actually sitting around like I can't believe Beyonce ain't got nothing to say about Ferguson. Like mm-hmm. I don't, I don't really care. No, you know? and and then it's a catch twenty two because they get up there and say something ignorant and stupid or say something that you don't agree with, you're gonna have a problem with them. So some for some people, it's just best just not to say anything. Black Rob said, just because you can act, rap, sing, run real fast, or catch a ball, doesn't mean I want to hear your opinion on social issues. See urban poet Nelly for a reference. The dude who once swiped a credit card through a girl's ass in a music video is not who I'm looking to for commentary on important issues facing the black community. Yeah, I actually watched the, the okay. special of Iyan Love trying to go fix Ferguson. Yeah, Lila fix Ferguson. Mm-mm. And I'm sure I'll talk about it tomorrow on the show, but it was reprehensible, man. And one of the people she had on there was Benzino. Right. Uh, from Love and Hip Hop, from... Mad Men, um, Made Men, his group stabbing Paul Pierce in the face allegedly. Hey, from getting shot at his mom's funeral, mm-hmm. from uh, running up in the source office and running up on David Mays and trying to like intimidate them into running all that shit. Um, from fighting on TV on Love and Hip Hop, mm-hmm. he was up there black like telling black people and shaming them about hip hop isn't doing enough for y'all and it's us that let you down and we need better role models and i was disgusted man like i don't need these celebrities doing all this shit and mm-hmm. i i really hate that it's black people that always run to this shit like right what like we want our black celebrities to be everything right it's like just make a fucking good album and that's it and i'm not under no illusion that the second these motherfuckers stop being entertainment or stop being entertaining People will not fuck with them anymore. And will not give a goddamn about their opinion anymore. Yeah, like it's real easy to say this shit like in a vacuum, but, you know, people that, you know, uh, like when it comes to it, if like say uh, J. Cole put out an album that nobody wanted to listen to or buy and his sale numbers were really terrible, it wouldn't matter if he took his ass down there or not. Mm-mm. You know what I mean? Like, that that's kind of how it is at this point so it you know i just don't i'm not under any illusion that celebrity or being an entertainer is some sort of like station in life where you suddenly become societally aware and politically active it's just not true yeah now i don't mind people judging them not true for not being politically active i think that's fine if you want to i won't but it's fine if you want to i won't either and i don't think that once you get to a certain status that you have all these um these moral responsibilities i think a lot of times uh people look at people in certain positions going well because you're in this position you're obligated to speak you're obligated to say something you're obligated to have a stance you're no they're not they're not obligated to do any of that stuff that's just you putting your own personal opinion a lot of times how you feel and thinking that they should voice the same opinion and have the same feelings that you have when that's not true and i i'm like i said i'm i agree with you and i think a lot of probably because I, I don't have children uh People 
aren't obligated to be role models. Like, I don't think famous people or athletes are obligated to be a role model for your child just because they're in the spotlight. I think that you as a parent, it is your responsibility to sit down with your child and explain to your child uh, uh, the do's and the don'ts and things like that of the world. Yeah, I just feel like I you give me money, I give you something to be entertained by. That's the end of transaction. End. There's a lot of people that have this ownership of celebrity Mm -hmm. and people that they purchase shit from that is kind of sick to me where it's like just because you bought something doesn't make Beyonce your friend. Right. You know, so if she doesn't want to be a feminist, she doesn't have to. If she wants to be a feminist, that's still her personal choice. And if she wants to do it her way and express it in her art the way she wants to, that's on her. You can judge her for it. You don't have to like her, but it's weird to me for you to think she owes you something because you bought an album. Right. If the album was hot garbage, you'd be like, fuck it. Fuck this person. And you wouldn't I don't care, care what kind of good person you are outside of the stage. Your shit is whack. Right. You know, so. And you wouldn't put these same demands on them. And that's the problem that I have. The demands that you're demanding now. Would you give a shit if Nelly wasn't on the, the hot drop it video? Would you, or whatever You know, video Nelly, ha- Nelly hasn't been hot in a long time. And that's why in people years. didn't care if he brought his ass out there or not. Right. You know what I mean? It just doesn't matter to me. Uh, I think people have a much bigger case for saying, like, President Obama should say something than saying fucking Will Smith should say something, in my opinion. Anyway, um, so this, the dude, oh, yeah, so he, he said that already, Black Rob. Chuck Spears says, I feel like the right or expected people are there to or spoke out about the situation. Just glad none of them crunk boys came down to incite the instigate rise further than with their fight music. Yeah, glad Lil John didn't show up. Right, put on the speakers. The mm-hmm. tickler says, "Like Rod, I'm more mad at Democrats than I am at celebs. I expect politicians to step on it in, in on this kind of shit and have a stance. Celebrities do not pass laws, so I don't have expect- high expectations of them. Right? It would be nice if more spoke up, but at the end of the day, I need our leaders to lead. Right? I'm tired of black. Like this is the one of the things too that is the undercurrent of this. Why aren't black celebrities speaking up? It's this undercurrent of." If you're a celebrity and you're black, you're automatically qualified to be a black leader. It's and just not, not true. It's just not true. Mm-mm. It's just not true. There a lot of There's very- no amount of popularity that makes you a black leader. Right. Just because people like your music or the way you dance. It's just not true. And it adds to me, it adds to the um this idea of respectability politics for black people, mm-hmm. which is that at a certain level you have to act a certain way. Or else you're letting all black people down. Right. And I don't like that. Me I don't neither. like the idea of policing ourselves. Nope. I don't like the idea of putting ourselves on a pedestal just because we made it to a certain level of popularity. I feel like it's restrictive. And we don't do that shit to any other race. So why are we doing it to ourselves? Right. You know? Oh, so-and-so made a hot album. Now you're a black leader. No. Mm-mm. I don't need Kendrick Lamar to speak out on Ferguson in order to know that this is a dire situation. What I would like to see is elected officials speaking out. What I would like to see is laws being changed or at least being, uh, you know, submitted to, 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 to the legislative process. Right. But, but, but some, you know, some celebrity saying shit, it doesn't matter and it won't change shit. Right. Because they don't have the power to change anything. They don't have the power. And that's the thing. The people that have the power are the people that we really need to be looking at. And a lot of them motherfuckers are not saying a goddamn thing. They're keeping quiet, letting it pass. So then next week they can go on and talk about whatever the fuck they were going to talk about. We'll talk about it tomorrow. But I saw Hillary Clinton finally took a stance on Ferguson, said we are better than us. We what, bitch? It's been fucking 17 days. Right. We what? 
we we wait to see how the polls work out right you know like it's just disgusting man it's fucking disgusting like i you see who really cares at times like this that's why no matter how much shit people want to talk about the president and what more he needs to do and what color suit he's wearing the end of the day he was one of the only motherfuckers to speak out in the early hours came off his vacation his vacation clothes and released a statement right you know what i mean like and that and, and it's sad that the bar is that low but god damn it nobody else said shit and and, my, and my, the next president of the United States ain't saying shit. Oh, and no, no, and my, and my thing, and and like I said, maybe this is just me and the way I look at. It. Like a lot of people was talking about, he's on vacation, yada yada yada. A lot of y'all motherfuckers at y'all normal ass job. If your job call you on your vacation, you gonna say fuck you. You know what I'm saying? But yet you expect him to stop his vacation to address this, which he did, by the way. Um, but it's just one of those things how. We put expectations on other people that we would not put on ourselves. When you're the president, everybody expects everything from you because right. people don't know much about, uh, you know, politics. And- not not politics, but like uh, political process. They just kind of we've been, we've been taught since we were kids that the president is kind of like the king of America, and we treat him as such, and it's wrong, mm-hmm. and it leads to a lot of hurt feelings and shit. But you know, nothing we could do about that. Right, and it's one of those things where just because you don't see him initially see him talking about addressing it, it does not mean he wasn't doing anything. Yeah, or even if he wasn't, it's not always his job. Right, it's other people's You know what I mean? It's, so, it's a lot of steps to get to the president. Right. You know, I just think people are hurting, and you say what you want to say when you're hurt, but there's a lot going on at, at, at a lot at stake that people, you, you know, they get emotional, and that's the thing. You can sit in your living room, get on Twitter, and be emotional, you can, but, but at the end of the day, it's going to take a lot more than just the president saying a couple words to fix all this shit. Right. And if the chains of command would have worked like they were supposed to work, the shit would have never got to the point for him to goddamn address it in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? Uh, uh, so yeah, uh, Kyle says the last comment to be fair, more and more black celebs are speaking about Ferguson, just not the ones people want. I just wonder if any contemporary white celebs are going to speak out about this like they do other issues. So far, the only white celebs I hear talking about Ferguson are comedians who specialize in satire like Colbert or Stewart. Right. 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 We don't put that qualification on anybody but ourselves, and it's a way of beating ourselves up. Mm-hmm. Like, like I said, I don't, I, I, I'm all for things that uplift the community. I'm all for things that uplift, uh, each other. But some of this stuff is, beating people down under the guise of upliftment and i'm always wary of that because the end result is we're still beating each other down and they're still infighting then i'm not really part of this game nope like, i'd rather not participate in it you know if, if the end of the if the end result is we're killing like not killing like with physically but we're we're going in on people we're fucking with people's reputations because we uh you know, because they're black, uh, and ultimately that's that's where we're drawing the line. Then I I'm not I'm not a fan of it. Mm-mm. Episode seven seventy, the Gang Bang Queen. So we had the crew from In Deep show on Big B, Queen Neen, and Drew. Um, and we talked about a lot of stuff. Uh, the Gang Bang Granny uh, was a huge uh, part of uh, Twitter. A lot of people were just <laughs> letting, letting us know they were disgusted. Uh, we got some comments. The game bang queen squirting probably looks like LeBron's game pa- pre-game powder toss. Oh. The tickler says, no, granny, no. 
<laughs> anonymous says dog squirting i call bs i bet banging that is like rubbing your dick against sandpaper dry and rough as hell oh lord that was all they took from that show uh and then we got uh one comment on the poll which was salvage supper parties we talked about salvage supper parties where people eat thrown thrown away food or food that's about to be thrown away mm. they go out they rent a dumpster they kill sit inside of it and they eat food mm. cool and good for the environment or lame and pretentious 94 percent of people said it is lame and pretentious yes only six percent of people think it's cool and good for the environment prince Lamar left a comment he said i hate everyone involved in these salvage parties I bet you that if one of these motherfuckers saw a homeless man eating out of the garbage, they would turn their head in disgust. Right. The term past prime does not mean shit. I don't know a nigga that hasn't ate some food a little past his expiration date. If they really want to be real, they should have got their food out of the garbage instead of they asking, instead of they are asking people to bring slightly used food so they can pretend they're doing something special. This might be the most pretentious shit I have seen in my life. Uh, I think it's good marketing now. I think women should, older women should start being like, you know, I, I I'm not old. I have some past prime pussy. So if you were like, ah, some salvage vagina, just, uh, let me know. And, uh, I hooked that right up for you. All right. I bet people will line up for that. <laughs> um, episode 771, the BMAs, uh, hashtag BMAs. Uh, we talked about, the video music awards for MTV and uh, Beyonce's performance at it, which was everything. Uh, we had a couple comments. Kyle says, even though I'm not a fan of Beyonce's music, I admire the way she has handled her career. You rarely see mainstream artists playing the long game. And that is definitely what she has been doing. Now she is probably more popular than when she was younger. In contrast, Taylor Swift kind of reminds me of society's obsession with youth. Unlike Beyonce, the sudden change of Swift's image seems to be forced and a little desperate in my opinion. I agree. Mm -hmm. Although I can't lie, her newest song is the only song of hers I can listen to the entire thing through. Uh, honestly, I think I can identify with Beyonce's workman-like approach more than I can Swift or Iggy. Yeah. Well, Taylor Swift's thing is her, she's such a marketing tool. Right. And she can't sell it the way Beyonce has. And I think because on some level, deep down, I think Beyonce's change is genuine. Right. Like this idea of owning your sexuality and changing to a woman. Um, and just naturally evolving. And kind of being freed right. uh, from a lot of the pressure because of your marriage and, and whatnot. I think that's real for her. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, we can never know any of these people's lives or what they're going through. But when I hear her music, it comes off authentic like, oh, I am sexy and um, I have evolved and i do want to explore the side of me as opposed to taylor swift who seems to kind of be like all right what's the what what's big now is being awkward awkward comedy is big let's try that right and she uh is similar to um lady gaga you know like i mean and not to that extreme of lady gaga but just searching for something to to catch on Mm -hmm. well yeah i just feel like like i said i think the 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 Kanye got in my way thing was a good phase. And then the, all my exes was a phase. And now this is the newest, like right, her phase marketing phase. Nail 20, nail 210 says Beyonce's performance was awesome. I also wanted to pay to see her live. 
Then I realized how much tickets were, and that brought me back down to reality. Right. What was disturbing after her performance was I saw people go in on Blue Ivy's hair on social media. I'm like, really? After that performance, that is all you noticed? I don't understand what is wrong with with her hair. Also, she is a little girl. Why would you go in on an innocent child? That's my whole point. Honey, I agreed. I seen them tickets. I cried. I said, I guess I'll be waiting till September the 20th. Yeah. um, What's funny um, is, did we already talk about Karuchi? uh chan or whatever get uh how she got uh uh some people got let go at bat didn't we already talk about that on the show yeah we dressed yeah. about what for that she joke said. yeah by the way i uh, remember when i said that um that performance was so good if i felt like her sales or her album was gonna go up because she was basically reselling that album like if you didn't yes. have it there was no way you watched that performance and didn't want it right 15 minutes she basically um, did a 15 minute recap of her album she leads post VMA sales gains. Her album rises fourteen hundred percent. God damn. Mm-hmm. Uh fourteen hundred percent. Yeah, fourteen hundred percent. And shit, everybody already had it, but they do go go and buy it again. Mm-hmm. It went from number forty to number seven on iTunes. God damn. Uh the album was released in December, where it went to number one immediately. And continued to sell ever since. So rise and sell over a thousand feet. A thousand percent is a feat not to be underestimated. Right. It wasn't like, well, this album wasn't selling. Mm-mm. It was, it was always, always selling. Sell- and then it jumped up 1400% uh, after this one performance. Um, so she only performed one verse of these different tracks, but each track, like it still went up. Mm-hmm. XO went up 1,648%. Flawless went up 1,237%. Rocket went 485, uh, 44, I mean 584. Partition 390%. Pretty Hurts 332%. Drunken Love 324%. And this is like, who didn't already have this album? Because it was number one for so long. That's what I want to know. You know how people go, Beyonce, wait a minute, she was hot right now? Gotta mm-hmm. buy it. Yep. Uh, by contrast, um, uh, Ariana Grande's album, My Everything, which is still only available for pre-order, uh, but it, it went to number one on the album charts, uh, helping ensure uh, a debut next week in the Billboard 200. Uh, it's, in fact, the, her entire catalog rose 88% with the new single, Bang Bang, which she performed with singers Nicki Minaj and Jesse J growing 130%. So by contrast... 15, 1400%. 1400%. 130. Damn, she's amazing. Yes, she's And, uh, you know, I feel like everybody has to make the same disclaimer about Beyonce, which is typically, hey, I'm not a big fan of her music, but you know what, man? For this album, I am. Can't lie. Oh, I love I this I knew all album. the words when she was singing it, and what? that's all it really takes. I think, yes. you know, it's tough to get guys to admit that, you know, um, and I just think people in general, she's reached a level of popularity where it's cooler to say how much you're not a big fan of hers. Right. But you know what, man? It's kind of like Coke or Pepsi or whatever. Uh, she's Coke. You know what I mean? Like, sure, she's the number one seller, but sometimes the number one seller deserves to be on top. Ain't that the truth? I know when I go out to the restaurant, I ain't, I'm ordering that Coke. I'm not ordering that Tab. I'm not ordering Mr. Pib. I'm ordering that Coke. She's that Coke, dog. So can't even be mad at her. Uh, we had episode 772, True to the End, the last, the final 
episode of True oh, Blood. I still hear the disdain in your voice. Uh, we finally got it over with. Thank God. No more worried about that. Um, yes, you, you, you are very happy to get that out. Yeah. Off so, your chest. <laughs> uh, Justin was here. Uh, Prince Laurent left a comment. I would like to thank Rod and Justin for allowing me to have the closure, to have closure on the True Blood series without having to watch it myself. And I'm so glad I didn't watch because seeing Sookie have a happily ever after would have made me mad as fuck. You guys made the best of the situation and made the show fun again. Also, you and Justin mentioned Boardwalk Empire. That would be good. Yeah, we've been getting suggestions. Boardwalk Empire, someone suggested Gotham. We'll see. Anti-rape underwear. Great idea or a bad idea was the poll for that episode. Great idea, 21% of people. 79% 79% of people think anti-rape underwear is a bad ah. idea. Nub says, quote of the show, little known fact about me, I've been written up at every job I've ever had. None of those things ever cost me a job, though. J. Trill. For real, I had to play, <laughs> this is from Nubs, I had to play back the show just to hear that. That's why I'm Team Justin, no disrespect. How He can be the number one troll, ah. of, can he be the number one troll of the show? He is, that's his job. Tony says, there's no excuse for being Carson, but Kevin Soro is obviously mad because he lost his job to The Rock through affirmative action. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I like that neither one of those comments were about the poll. Nope. Anyway, uh, episode 773, The Black Conseco th- Conspiracy. Uh, me and Karen discussed a Twitter coincidence. And Controversy. Talked about Blue Ivy's hair joke that got a BET producer suspended. Mm-hmm. Got Hello Car- Kitty came out as transcatchable. Yeah, what, Karushi? Karushi Tran? Yeah, I'm probably telling her name up. Close enough. Nobody got, knows how to pronounce it. Right. <laughs> got, got people all, all talking about her, her ass. We had comments on this episode, the Black Conspiracy, uh, conspiracy. Leslie Mack says, another great show. I never, ever even heard of Black Conseco before this, but I definitely have not liked Torrey for a while. My reason is a bit personal and specific as he actually skipped the taxi line at the Amtrak station in Washington, D.C. right in front of me last year, which is the ultimate douchebaggery. New Oxford Dictionary word alert. Regarding Miley's about to not, uh, Miley's about to not be jailed despite having an arrest warrant out on him and going on TV homeless friend Jesse. Jesse's mentioned, Jesse mentions in the speech, I've been an extra in your movies. I've been an extra in your lives. Los Angeles has the largest population of homeless youth in America. Um, how can you be an extra and homeless? I've been an extra. They require you to have an ID and an address and all sorts of stuff. Where did they send his check? Especially because he was presenting this as an average homeless LA teen experience. I call shenanigans. But good for Miley for doing something that wasn't about herself with her platform. Can't hate on that. Well, I can, but I won't. Yeah, good for Miley, man. I, I know some people hold grudges forever and shit. I'm not mm-hmm. one of those people. No. Uh, also, I can separate the two between her being an annoying piece of shit and uh, her doing something nice. That was nice of her. Right. Um, finally, the raccoon attack, attack story reminded me of two recent news uh, items where 911 was called on house pets, uh, house cat pets, um, Florida um, and California. They uh, had different ones where they called the cat called the police on some cats. Uh, cats cats are tired yeah. of y'all shit man cats are like fuck this yeah we may have Attica, Attica. yeah we may have covered these already i'm not sure um because you know we do cover these cats uh acting yeah. a fucking fool every once in a while i have had enough of you on us yeah but uh fuck you yeah. 
Can't say I'm surprised. Wakanda's finest says, I guess Black Canseco is the hero Black Twitter needs, but not what it, that it, what it deserves. Oh, Lord. Nell210S says, man, Rod, I agree. Crop them protesters out of the picture. I'm just saying. Okay, she's talking, uh, okay, I don't know if Nell's a guy or a girl, but Nell is talking about when, um, there was these dudes that wanted to show a protest in Philly, so they went down to, a uh, popular landmark where tourists come and take pictures. Right. And they laid out there, they put cop, uh, like the cop crime scene tape up there. They had a black dude lay on the ground with fake blood and go like, this is what happened to Michael Brown. And then they wrote an article that I thought was pretty lopsided or not lopsided. What do you call it? Well, it was, it was, it was not, it was biased. Right. It was, and it, it tried to make the protesters the good guys and everyone who just wanted to go take a picture of the bad, bad guys, which you really don't need to do. And they tried to be like, oh, these people don't care about Mike Brown. Look at them. They couldn't even take an hour to, to not take pictures. It's like if I'm in your city and I want to go do some tourist shit and this is the time I have allotted, I'm not waiting an hour to fucking take my picture. Not to mention it. I don't see a sign that says we'll be done in an hour. I just see you laying right. there they don't know how long y'all gonna be there yeah they tried to make it seem like these white dudes really thought he was dead and you know they mm-hmm. didn't they were just like well let's take the picture and he's like well he's dead and they all laughed and they're like look they don't even care it's like get the fuck out of here with this article uh anyway i'm just saying i spent my hard-earned money to travel to philly you're not stopping me from taking my photo i can't lie that dog urinating on a memorial oh okay so that's enough for that next thought I can't lie. That dog urinating on a memorial site of Michael Brown made me heated inside. Yeah, that made me mad too. Damn, police have no remorse. It is truly is sad. That lady that was attacked by a raccoon had me thinking. Imagine that call if she would have called 911. 911 operator. Hello, 911 operator. What is your emergency? Lady, I'm getting attacked by a coon. Operator, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay to call them what they are. Lady, help. This coon just took off a piece of my arm. Uh, now one operator. Those niggers, I tell you, help is on the way, ma'am. Oh Lord, <laughs> that's, that's good. Um, and then we had a poll. <laughs> Do you think Torrey is Black Canseco? Was the poll? Uh, I'm surprised at the result. I'm actually shocked at the results of this. Okay, sixty-four percent of our audience <laughs> thinks Torrey is Black Canseco. They say yes, it's definitely him. 36% of people say, nah, I doubt it. Now, I, I gotta say, I'm in the 36%. I don't think it's him. I think it's a hell of a coincidence. <laughs> and I feel like they could clear this up, but I think people don't like Torrey and they would rather believe a rumor about this dude than anything that's presented as truth. So, uh, we'll never know, I'm guessing, unless one of them comes out of the, the closet and puts, uh, you know, it puts the rumor to bed, but. True. Black Rob says, Teray is Black Canseco, just like Ashley 3 Classy is Felt 5. Stay woke. <laughs> Prince Laurent says, hell yeah, Teray is Black Canseco. He meant to send that Jewish tweet from his Black Canseco account, but fucked up. And sent that <laughs> shit from his Teray account. Aww. It had to feel like God's texting his side piece that she should come over by, af- but after, Wait, by, come on, come by after his wife goes to work and then realize he sent that text to his wife. So I think it's fair to say Teray probably has no hold control. Probably, Aww. probably doesn't. Oh my goodness, you guys are crazy. Um, <laughs> we got two voicemails. Let's, uh, play these bad boys. Hey there, Rod and Karen. This is Orlando O'Green32 from Twitter. 
Um, I was calling to say, first off, um, thank you all for, for what y'all do. Excellent product. I'm a proud premium member. Um, I truly enjoy your shows. I'm glad that y'all um, give me some kind of uh, strength to go through and watch this very last episode or this very last season of True Blood. Thank you. And to get on to the uh, the point of this message, I'm calling just to lend some support of Mr. Uh, J. Triznai, as he goes by. Um, Justin's honestly one of my favorite folks. I truly enjoy him, and I don't know if it's because he reminds me of friends of mine or what, but I just had to call and say, Justin, keep doing what you're doing. I know you get under people's skin, not mine. I roll with you. I ride with you. Ride, you're great. Karen, love you to death. Y'all remind me of my own family. So y'all have a wonderful, wonderful week. Keep doing what you're doing. Thank y'all for what you do. And I'll uh, see you in the chat room. Bye. See you in Bye. the chat room. Bye. Thank you, sweetie. I told Justin that people be loving him. Justin mm-hmm. be like, I don't know. They like y'all. I'll be like, they like you too. Some of them. Some yeah, the other, the other ones, you know, they're, they're Buddhist man. Boo. Yeah, don't lie to them. <laughs> uh, thanks, O'Green. I know he appreciates it. Um, next voicemail. Hey, Rod. Hey, Karen. It's Miss Learning Nikki from Arizona. Well, not from Arizona. Residing in Arizona. Uh, last night, um, I decided to travel the light rail for the first time here out in Phoenix to a to the uh, to a baseball game because the Dodgers are playing. And uh, when I was on there, the person I was with uh, showed me a video of a guy building a, a huge long sword on the light rail. Like, it was a video. I guess he was got in a fight with another passenger, and he just pulled out a sword, and someone wow. recorded it. And then um, while we were sitting on this lovely light rail with all these lovely people, um, there was a guy, black dude, got up on the light rail. He had a sword. Now, is that the same guy from the video? He's like, I hope not. And so I was very scared because I had to go, like, four, other, four more stops to get to downtown. And there was a guy with a sword. And I didn't like the way he was looking at people. Like, I think he was ready. Like, he was waiting ah! to, like, stab someone. And I was like, what kind of person carries around a sword, you know? So uh, I was a little scared. I will never get on the light rail again. And, uh, yeah. So uh, that's it, guys. Uh, talk to you guys later. Bye. Man, that is a close call. Bye-bye, sweetie. And it's Be funny safe. how people will call up here joking, trying to defend sword owners. But, yeah, when you're in the presence of a person with a sword and you know that they didn't need a license to get that. Right. They don't have no a permit. Training. They don't have any training. You know that it's scary because you're like, what is this motherfucker going to do? Right. And that's my only point, guys. We need legislation to get Ooh. these guys to get some sort of, like, regulation. I'm not saying you can't have a sword. I'm not mm-hmm. saying you can't own it. Mm-hmm. I just would like for you to be responsible with it. And that begins by us actually uh, being involved in, um, you know, the the some sort of legislation to get these things under control. That's all. That's right. all I'm asking, guys. Right. And I've never um, been on a light rail here in Charlotte. And I don't know if I'm going to go there putting out swords. Right. Uh, all right. We have voicemails. Uh, phone lines are open. So we got voicemails? I mean, emails. Okay. Karen. Sorry about that. Oh, no problem. Uh, we have emails. The phone lines are open 704-557-0186. 704-557-0186. Here we go. The first one is from Brian. It says, I got the talk. 
what up Roddy Karen long time listener and part time chat room participant got a few things to say so let's get it on and get them out the way yo all you other podcasters I'm really happy for you I'm going to let y'all finish, but TBGWT is one of the greatest podcasts of all time. For real, though, I love you guys' take on social issues, celebrity news, and I'm glad I know other people who appreciate and enjoy ratchetness without participating in it. I also got my wife hooked on the games now, and the Leonard Brothers is a racism savant. (laughs) With all that said, I remember getting to talk when I was 12. I was damn near six feet tall, so my dad had to explain to me how to talk to police and again after getting my driver's license. I don't think I have a single white friend that had to do that, and they're surprisingly shocked when I say I'm talking to my boys about the same thing. As for Ferguson, am I the only one that noticed that white people really want to be discriminated against too? I can't tell you how many people I've unfollowed and unfriended this week alone. (laughs) Hell, I thought that the situation with Trayvon was bad, but damn. And the other one is the response to the rioting. Since 2010, I've seen white people ride to losing a national championship game, mm-hmm. firing a football coach, right. a cigar festival, running out of beer. Tampa, look it up. Yet they, yet we can't be upset that we, that yet another black person is gunned down seemingly for no reason. Anyway, love the show and caring that somebody else with a distinct accent, Memphis, in the immortal words of Pimp C. Anybody that don't like your accent can eat 7,000 wee-wees and die. <laughs> P.S. Since everybody's trying to be the unofficial something, then damn it, I'll need to be the unofficial weatherman to blackout tips. I really am one, though. Peace, Brian P. Well, the official thing started by people can claim stuff. Normally, we it was after buying something. So you bought something from the store mm-hmm. or whatever. Now, we've kind of been lenient with that. So if you guys want to, like, be a premium member, donate to the show, something like that, then, you know, that makes you the premium person, uh, the uh, official, official whatever. Mm-hmm. So, But the only thing is if someone comes for your title and they buy something, then you lose your title. So, like, mm-hmm. you know, if say you, you have a $4 uh, shirt that you bought or some shit and then somebody buys a $10 shirt, well, then that person is now the official whatever they want if they want to take it. So just letting y'all know, it's all up for grabs. I love it for sale. Yes, it is. Um, and thank you, man. Um, I will say um, I do. Sometimes it does seem like white people want to f- be discriminated against. And it's funny because a lot of them don't. They're so oblivious to what's going on that they really think uh, they're being discriminated against because other people are getting rights. Uh, hold on. We got a call. Yo. Yo, you're on with the Blackout Tips. Hey, what's up, Roddy Karen? It's Black Rob. How y'all doing? What it Good. is, Black How Rob? How you doing, sweetie? Oh, I'm chilling. I'm chilling. I'm I'm excited. My son is excited. Uh, we calling to just say thank y'all because y'all about to, uh, you and the Black Guy Who Tips uh, family about to pay for his birthday trip to Disneyland with his fantasy football I'm about to win. So, oh, yeah. Um, um, for people that don't you know, know uh, just let me explain real quick. For people that don't know, we started... Uh, fantasy football yesterday, uh, a league, we announced it on the Balls D Sports, mm-hmm. and we had nine open spots, and then Karen, me, and Justin were going to play, and, and right now, eight spots are filled, so, um, you know, I hadn't even announced it to the regular people on the regular show yet, uh, the entry fee is $50, uh, so we still have one spot to go, I was going to just send out a blog post about it but the shit got filled so fast we didn't even have a chance man mm-hmm. at this rate we might have to do two leagues or some shit i don't know what yeah. we're gonna do but, right i was thinking about that too but black yeah. rob did sign up and uh called in to talk some shit i guess 
pretty much. I mean, it, I mean, you can give me the money now if you want to, and just save yourself the time when we get um, off the trouble. So. You know, I prefer for you to take it from my cold dead hands when I win the league. So, <laughs> you, I mean, until then, uh, we'll see. Uh, for the record, we haven't even drafted the teams yet. I'm assuming we'll probably do the draft tomorrow afternoon, uh, sometime. Uh, so, uh, hopefully people can clear their schedules to do that, but, yeah, man, we'll see what happens, dog. I, um, I appreciate you being in the league, and I, I hope I think it's gonna be a fun year. Oh, for sure, man. I can't wait, man. As much shit as gets, you know, talked in the chat room between you know the listeners and and talking to y'all, it should be fun, man. So no I'm doubt. looking forward to it. I just have to call my shot, you know. Yeah, uh, no doubt. I hear you, man. Um, it's gonna be funny if it if, if I'm kicking your ass halfway through the season because I'm not I'm not gonna let you forget this call. <laughs> I wouldn't expect you to. You know what I mean? <laughs> All right. All right, so y'all have a good day. You too. Peace. Peace. <laughs> yeah, for for me, the only thing I'm concerned about is the Ike Turner Bowl. And for those of you going, what the hell is she talking about every time she say Ike Turner Bowl? When me and Roger play each other, it's called the Ike Turner Bowl. And last year, I won the Ike Turner Bowl. For the first time in a while. Right. Um. So, all right, let me get back to this uh, email, though. Um, let's see. This is, um, thanks. This is a recent of a message initially submitted to the website. Uh, okay. Yeah. I don't know why that message didn't go through, but, uh, it's our man, Anime Sparkster. Uh, people might remember that episode we talked about it. And he was kind of saying he contemplated like suicide from all the stress and all the stuff he was dealing with at the time. And, you know, sometimes social media and Ferguson right. and all mm-hmm. this stuff, it can kind of get to you. It can weigh you down. Um, now, we're not health professionals. We don't know mm-hmm. shit about, you know, all, like, I don't know anything about really depression. I've never experienced mm-hmm. it really. Nope. But, you know, we are just kind of like, you know, maybe speak to some people, see if you can get help. Right, there are professionals out there. That's right. You know, a lot of people would miss you um, mm-hmm. and your racism in the chat room. Uh, he said, just wanted to say to give a thank you to TVGWT Nation for reaching out to me. After I wrote in a couple of weeks ago talking about my depression and not knowing if I would make it, members of the community reached out to me in a way I didn't expect. I really feel like I matter, which is rare enough in this world or even rare on the Internet. I'd also like to mention that I have an appointment with my therapist this week, and I'm in a much better place overall. Don't think I'll ever be over depression, but I do have more hope than that this will become more manageable. And you guys played a large part in that. Once again, thanks a lot. Keep changing minds and challenging minds. Anime Sparkster. Thank you, sweetie. And I'm so glad that you took that step because a lot of people never take that step. And I'm glad the audience reached out, man. That's dope. Right, because we do have a loving audience, you know, as, as, as racist as they are. We still love each other. Mm-hmm. Like, and I also like that, you know, we try to foster a certain type of positivity in the audience we're surrounded with. Right. And, um, you know, we try to have an audience that goes out and represents everybody well, right. represents themselves well, keeps it positive, supports people, not try to bring people down. No. You know, we've never had a boycott on this show. We've never had oh, no. a, hey, how can we get this other show to, like, Stop doing what they're doing on our show. Mm-hmm. We, you know, like we pretty much try to keep shit positive. And, right. you know, I would like to say that, you know, there's some family as- aspects to, to the, the, the crew of people that we deal with and mm-hmm. the fans and the friends of the show. Right. And uh, I'm glad people did, you know, feel like they should say something to you because I know it's awkward. I never know what to say to people when they're going through stuff like that. But, you know, I'm glad that people at least let you know they care. Right. True Blood Feedback uh, by Boney Bones Rivers. 
hey rock karen and justin listen to episode 767 country grammar and you guys will recap the true blood you came to the scene where jason and bridget were lying in bed telling each other secrets about jason i mean and after jason told her that he liked pink i thought bridget's secret was going to be that she used to be a dude i really don't know why i thought that <laughs> but with the amount of unexplained shit in this season i thought it would make perfect sense keep up the good work and all three of you need to win some sort of emmy recapping this shit uh i had one other thing about i had one other thing about sunday's episode but wasn't sure if you were going to read this before after the recap so i will hold it back to the next time and didn't want to spoil anything bunny bones rivers uh no problem thanks man thank you sweetie erica uh w says dear rod and karen the game bank queen is the title of this dear rod and karen first let me say i love you but i can't love you because i hate you <laughs> this episode almost caused me to have six accidents and rush hour traffic and wet pants I laughed, cried, dry heaved, and went through several other emotions not yet readily <laughs> identified by trained psychologists. Your guest, as well as yourselves, provided outstanding, hilarious commentary on that horny old great grandmother. <laughs> Nana was too trill for me. Uh, yeah, she had to trill Nana. Thanks for the laughs and keep up the great work. Sincerely, Erica W. Thank you, Erica. Thank you, sweetie. BK writes in feedback. I'm new to the podcast, but I am hooked. Awesome chemistry on the air. This is just random scattering of my personal takes. The freaking six-course meal that is definitely some white shit. As a resident of pre-gentrified Bed-Stuy, uh, Brooklyn, I can tell you that shit like that did not go down in BK before the coffee shops, bike lanes, and pedestrian plazas came to the borough. <laughs> in a pre-gentrified BK, dumpsters were only good for disposing of one's waste. Stashing the drugs while on the run from Popo and making enemies disappear. And to piss off what it, whenever a real bathroom, oh, and to piss whenever a real bathroom wasn't readily available. Gang bang granny. That segment had me cringing, nauseous, and amused at the same damn time. <laughs> Truthfully, all of us on some level want to keep getting it for as long as we can. Right. But until I am in the geriatric club, I will remain pretty disgusted at the thought of wrinkly old folks smashing. Major props to you and your guests for the one-liners during that show. That got me through a subway ride from Canarsie back to the stop. Ferguson, I'm glad y'all called out the Larry Elders and GOP black chicks of the world. They will tell everyone that black people aren't concerned about the level of violence and murder within our neighborhoods while never actually attempting to do anything that can attack the problem. Right. Hell, they never even acknowledge it until there's there's a cop involved in the shooting. Yeah. Yeah, until, yeah, they only bring up black on black violence to silence us from being, uh, critical of police for killing innocent black people. Right. But you never see GOP black chick talking about black on black violence on a random Tuesday. Right? Mm-mm. You never see her going in there to try to help those communities out. No. It's a way for them to use classism against us and it's a way for them to cater to their white constituents that are racist against black people by going against going through these stereotypes to reinforce their already negative views and beliefs of us is less than human. And it is pure racism It is the textbook definition of racism because it feeds into a superiority complex that is all about the reason that the black community is not working is because it's culturally inferior to us. It's not systematic oppression. It's not years and years and years of a system designed to hold them down. No, it's just their own laziness and ineptitude. Hell, they've had every chance. You know, this is the same reasoning that gets people to strike down affirmative action and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. It's that type of ignorance and entitlement that they possess. And it's a sub 
like subconscious racial superiority complex that they just actively push and promote at all times. And if you mention it, then they just bring up black on black crime. Uh, by the way, Al Sharpton and his national action network do speak out against black on black violence. When he had his radio station out here in NYC, I heard him address the topic. Yeah. Not to mention he's been to Chicago like four times this year. Yeah. Th- th- is the mainstream media covering it? Of fucking course not. That's the other thing. The assumption is if CNN and MSNBC and Fox News don't bring cameras, then it didn't happen. Right. And that's the shit that fucking pisses me off when people talk about black on black violence. It's one of them got that things. We care because nobody else fucking cares. Right. Lastly, I don't know if you have discussed it prior, but I wonder what you guys think about gentrification. It's a subject that's somewhat touchy for residents here in NYC, but I'm, I'm, I'm certain it's happening everywhere. My views are somewhat conflicted and are too deep for me to really get into in a brief e- email, but I was curious what your views are on it. Brooklyn underscore Ike. I don't know. I, it's complex and complicated, and I don't really know, to be quite honest with you. Um, I understand that it erases the history of some people's places that they live mm-hmm. and that, you know, that sucks. Um, I understand that they move people out. They raise prices. Yes, they do. People that have routinely been able to live places where they rent or whatever. Now they just get priced out and they have to move other places. It's a good way they funnel minorities out of places that white people want to stay in. Right. That being said, um, who like sometimes it's not that bad. Sometimes it, it it rejuvenates the community. Sometimes it brings resources that wouldn't have been there before, um, to a certain area of town. Um, you know, so it's, I don't know. It's complex, man. Honestly, it's just not simple to me. If I feel like if I looked at a bunch of individual stories of gentrification, sometimes I'll be like, well, shit, it's good. Y'all got a whole foods. They used to be a food desert. And then other times I'll be like, well, that's fucked up. How you going to put a coffee store where the fucking laundromat used to be now? Nobody can afford to get their clothes done. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, I'm, I'm, it's complicated. And, I, you know, I don't feel comfortable being like, I don't have a simple take. I put it that way. I just don't have a simple take. Karen? Yeah, I, I agree with what you're saying. Like I said, it's, 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 it's almost twofold because I understand why people get mad because it was like, why does it take somebody white to come into this community for you to implement and make these changes? Why don't these changes happen with the people in the community that are already there and you grow around them versus pricing them out where they no longer can't afford to stay and then moving in a group of people who were not raised in the community, don't know the history of the community, and just make it a brand new community. And a lot of times these people that are displaced, I play, a lot of times they're poor. A lot of times, wherever, wherever these particular homes were, they were Section 8, a low-income housing. And a lot of times, they just take those people and move them to different parts of the city and move them to the outskirts of the city and move them into areas where a lot of white people are moving out. And it's just one of those things where I understand people angry and frustration, you know, about it. But like you say, it's not really cut and dry because it's just one of those things where, uh, because when when it comes to black communities especially poor black communities for some reason people think that those areas are like that just because those people desire and they just want the area to be like that which is very um very frustrating to people that live in the community yeah like i said man i i'd have to look at it on an individual basis because in general it's one of those things that seems bad but 
I can see positives and negatives from it. Um, Lauren writes in, uh, I got caught like a fake, I got caught with a fake 20. I got a hand, whole handful from the ATM, then went to the liquor store and they checked it and caught it. The pens had iodine and it reacts with something in the fake bills. They gave me the fake back and I asked for real money, which I had. And then I went to the bank the next day and made them take their fake money back. It was straight out the ATM. Lauren in Pittsburgh. Well, thanks, Lauren. Oh, so okay, so you got money out the ATM because let me tell you why. Whoever was supposed to be marking that shit up didn't do their job that day. Because <laughs> you know the, you know the uh, the ATM is somebody that goes and literally counts that money and and shit like that, and they probably just threw it through the threw it through the machines and was just too lazy to mark it to be sure it was correct. Uh, they probably did it on purpose. They probably said we gotta get rid of these fake twenty somehow. And they just uh, put it in the ATM. I don't uh, know. Okay, yeah, true. Because they, they didn't want to lose that money. No, I just think it's funny because, you know, honestly, um, that was just a joke, guys. I'm not really going to buy a pen or a check. Any of that. <laughs> okay, guys? So, it's just a joke. You probably can't even People were hitting me up on Twitter. Well, what about this time? Listen, I don't care about the time. I was joking. <laughs> I'm, not buying, I'm not buying an iodine pen. I'm not checking for fake 20s. I, did. I didn't know you could buy them. Okay, I guys. thought it was exclusively for the bank. All right. So glad we cleared it up. We'll be back later on at 3. We're going to do a nerd off with Chris for an insanity check at slash movie trailer reviews. Mm-hmm. And uh, the rest of you guys, we'll see you guys tomorrow uh, if you're not premium. Um, so until then. Oh, and like I said, there's one spot open for fantasy football. I haven't even put the blog post out, but it's $50. So. Uh, first come, first serve. And if we don't get enough teams to do two leagues, I'll just refund everybody's money back uh, that can't do the second league. All right, man. Peace out. Peace. Until tomorrow, I love you. I love you too. Mwah. <laughs>